0: Welcome to the Halting Wholesale and Retail Sector Leadership Chairs podcast. Hosted at the University of Johannesburg's Department of Marketing Management, we have conversations with wholesalers, retailers, and industry experts from South Africa and around the world. We also speak with renowned researchers so that we can provide you with information that promotes excellence and advances the retail industry.
1: wonderful good day to our listeners. I'm Dr. Beata Shida Mulder, your host and the Leadership Chair for the Wholesale and Retail Cita Khao Ting. With me in studio today is my fabulous team from the Wholesale and Retail Cita Chair, Sandile and Mahlatzi.
0: Hi, I'm Sandile. Looking forward to today's discussions in the retail industry. Hello, I'm Mahlatsi and I want to learn a lot today.
1: Great. Our discussion today is about... Well, everything retail, the rewarding opportunities that lie within the retail sector, and we touched on the informal retail sector as well, and our guest is Professor Franz von der Koff. Franz has enjoyed a fruitful career with both the Pick and Pay and Food Lovers groups, as well as spearheading the startup of his own consultancy. Throughout his career, he has consistently performed beyond expectation in roles encompassing Director of Emerging Markets and africa and head of africa division and managing director france currently consults with companies to provide direction and guidance on all aspects of retail management and retail franchising he actively supports business by providing mentorship intuitive guidance and a broad knowledge of the many facets of business in recognition of his work and achievements france is an associate professor of practice at the university of johannesburg an executive fellow at Henley Business School, as well as a PhD candidate at the Da Vinci Institute. A warm welcome to you, Professor Vanakov.
0: Good morning, and thank you for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here.
1: We are delighted. Let me start by asking you, what trends are we currently seeing in retail on the African continent?
0: Well, I think the biggest trend probably is omnichannel, mm. and because that has been brought it, it's become more important due to the pandemic, but it has been there for quite a while. I was speaking to somebody the other day and they said, well, it's probably old news already, but on our continent, it's not. You know, you very often true. go to cities like Accra, Lagos. There's very little omni-channel going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's really an important development. And something that we have to be very aware of. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's also very good for retail in that you can manage your stockholding better and more efficiently. And, and therefore, it can enhance profitability.
1: Hmm, that's excellent. Tell me, in terms of stockholding, etc., are you referring to more Aspects of automation being incorporated. What exactly, if we need, if we can unpack that a little bit?
0: Yes, automation, of course. But the big one is you can send directly from supplier to customer. Mm, so true. it's almost as if you're just switching the product. Mm-hmm. So you get the order online. You get it from the supplier, you send directly. So you don't need big warehousing, mm. which is always a problem for us. All the intermediaries. So, yeah, so it, it makes, uh, you know, it, it leads to increased efficiencies if it is properly done. Hmm. Very interesting.
1: And tell me, Prof, if we talk omnichannel and online shopping, I'm thinking one of the biggest challenges that we've got on the African continent is without a doubt infrastructure. How can retailers overcome infrastructure challenges when it comes to delivering?
0: Well, that is a big problem, but they have done some some good work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a company in Lagos that delivers, and they say they can deliver anywhere in Africa. Wow. And they deliver to beacons. Okay. So you would then say, because your your, your street might not necessarily have a name and a number. Yes. But there would be something close by that can be identified. Hmm. And that's what's being used. So we just need to be innovative, you know, Mm. and use different ways. But with technology, it can certainly be used. And Africa is very, very interested in technology, as we know. Yes, I mean, we just have to look at the penetration of the smartphone. Mm. And I think every young person on the continent will have a smartphone if they could afford one. Yes. So, you know, I was in Brazzaville in the Congo just before the first lockdown. And I was sitting there uh, with talking to some people about you know, they wanted to start supermarkets, and there were five young people standing, mm-hmm. all on their smartphones. Yeah, And you ask them, they are Googling, they are busy finding out what's happening in the world. The nice thing there, though, is that it makes us connected as retailers to our customers. Eh? Mm. We can use those smartphones for advertising, for sending information about our business from personalized messages, you know, that, that can all happen on the continent. So, so the technology, the want for technology is there. We've just got to use it smartly.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love the fact that there's so much um, innovation on the African continent. I remember a story once of a company that manufactured machines for newborn babies. And what they actually did is these are typically imported from... European countries, and then if they break, you can't fix them because of the parts. So they actually developed the machines in particular to consist of second-hand car parts, which you can find everywhere. <laughs> so that, that just shows you the kind yeah. of innovation and, and thinking that we need to apply on the continent. But how can retail assist in creating a thriving economy on the continent?
0: Oh, very easily. Because retail is big. Hey? What I think the last figures I saw was 500 billion US dollars sort of industry, you know, it is enormous. Mm. And it is growing very fast, as we know. So firstly, it offers tremendous employment opportunities, Mm -hmm. exciting employment opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because remember, to be a retailer, you've got to know about everything. You've got to be an expert in marketing, expert in supply chain, expert in pricing, expert in customer centricity, finance, you name it. It's part of retail. Mm -hmm. So exciting opportunities for young people, but it offers a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. The problem is that as retailers, we don't always employ responsibly because it is often Mm -hmm. that the CEO will earn And we talk rands, that's our thing, a couple of million rand per Mm. year. And the average cashier is still earning 3,000 rand a month. Yes. yes. And that we really need to look at at the end of the day. The opportunities need to be created responsibly. Mm. And therefore, we need to pay living wages. And on top of that, give meaningful employment.
1: Mm, I like that, responsible and
0: meaningful employment. Absolutely. And, you know, that's not difficult, and I'm going a bit off the subject here, but we'll get back to it. But, you know, it is just about talking to people. Yeah. I so often see cashers sitting there, and they are not involved in Mm. any of the decision-making. Yeah. Nobody says to them so, how would you schedule the front line? Mm, mm. How would you like us to be customer centric on the front line? Yes. What do you think we should be doing here to make it a pleasurable shopping experience for our people, for mm. our customers? We don't, we simply ignore them. Yeah. They must just sit there and work mm. and be friendly. Yes. So it is about inclusivity, it's about including everybody. I always ask when I get into companies, when last has the CEO had tea with the cleaner? Mm. Because why not? yeah, if they are doing with other people, yes, so we just need to make it more meaningful people and give them purpose. A story from a hypermarket, you know and and it's not because of me, but it's just an example we need to, we had to put a promotion together, and I decided that I was going with dog food. I decided I was going to ask the merchandisers in the dog food aisle what they thought. We should be putting in this ad. Mm. so i went and we had a chat and of course they had all the information because they are there they talk to the customers every day they know what they buy so i took them up to the boardroom they've never been in the boardroom before never ever we had a discussion we put the promotion together they then communicated to other merchandisers and it was an incredibly successful promotion because people were involved. Eh? The people that had to do the work were involved in the decision making process. Yes. And, and I just think we need to do a lot more of that. So it's the meaningful opportunities. Mm. The other opportunities, of course, we have is from a supply point of view as retailers. Mm-hmm. It is about building suppliers. Eh? and taking the very small supplier and letting them grow with the business. Now unfortunately we've become so almost bureaucratic about the processes and and I know we have to stick to to health and safety and all those things. And of course, it's very important. We don't want to endanger our customers. But it's just that maybe we could make it slightly easier for the smaller person to succeed in supplying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have often wanted somebody to supply, but then the team of technicians turned it down because the facility was not modern enough or you know Mm. suitable to their uh, requirements so I just think it's you know it's also important that obviously with the necessary standards in place but that we give the smaller supplier an opportunity to supply and to grow with us especially rural areas where we open stores further away from the cities Mm. involve those farmers that are farming, involve the small suppliers and let them get the opportunity to showcase their goods in the stores yeah. and then they can grow.
1: Absolutely. And I think especially in light of the drive for entrepreneurship um, Indeed. in the country.
0: Indeed. You know, we need to build up entrepreneurs on mm. our continent. We've got 70% of our youth unemployed. Yeah, That's a dangerous situation in anybody's book. And we really need to rectify that. That is mm. paramount in what we do on this continent. And retail gives the ideal opportunity to work with young entrepreneurs, to involve them in the process. eh? It's collaboration and co-creation, that's what it's Mm, all about. mm. We want to collaborate as much as possible and create value in the communities that we operate in. And you know, it's shared value stuff, as I always say, at the end of the day, it makes sense that if your community is thriving, your retail business is going to thrive. Mm.
1: I can't agree more. Tell us, how can retail be a purposeful career? And what kind of retail opportunities are there for growth for people?
0: Well, retail, as I said before, we just must just do it responsibly. But retail can really create so many opportunities for young people. And, and we just need to make it a little bit more exciting. It's also our fault as retailers. You know, we always advertise the fact that it's very long hours. You work very hard. You never get out of the shop. It doesn't have to be like that. With modern technology, we could do this thing differently. Mm-hmm. So we must make it more exciting for young people. To be a retailer is mm. really something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is really something. As I said before, you've got to be a master of almost everything if you are a good retailer mm. then you can go and run almost any other business <coughs> except maybe from a technical skill point of view you know mm. if you have to be an electrician but you can still run the electrician's business yes because you understand customer's needs you understand having the right product at the right time and then all those other other elements of business so i think it is also about us in the industry advertising it as a more exciting career mm. That we need to do. But just think about it. It creates opportunities for young people that want to be in marketing. Marketing is an incredibly important aspect of retail. Yes. Continuously, and especially these days, online marketing. Mm, mm. So and our young people are all very good at that. They like it. They grow up with it. Yes. So you know there is a great opportunity in retail. Mm. Then of course there's this wonderful opportunity of buying. I spent a time of my career as a buyer. It was one of the most exciting times I've ever had. You do all these deals. Mm. You you set the margins. You set the price. You have to be aware of what's happening with the in the in the area with the competition, what are they doing? What are they pricing things at? And a very you know, there was I worked for Pick and Pay, as you know, Sir Raymond Ackerman once said, you don't have to sell a thing one run cheaper than the opposition. Mm. Ten cents is enough. Hmm. Or twenty. Just come in there at that price, you know, yes. that sort of thing. So all these interesting things. So buying is such a such a great career for somebody. Mm. And again, but we need more sort of courses that can deal with retail buying. So, you know, that I can specifically concentrate on becoming a retail buyer. I might not have to be a trainee manager and then a manager and then only become a buyer. You know, I can actually specialize in that field because it is a specialized field. eh? It is. The great area of of human resources, eh? Mm. of people management, because that... Companies that employ 80,000-odd employees, you know, it is enormous to make that all work together and to create the meaning and purpose for those people. So it is very important that they have excellent people in that field, industrial psychology. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there connected to that is the whole area of training and development. So how do we train and develop the people in retail? That needs young people that can do that. And then, of course, pure management, Mm. you know, general management and getting up to, you know, all the senior manager levels. Really exciting. You know, there's nothing as exciting as opening a new retail store, Mm. getting it ready, all the sort of freneticism of it, making sure it's ready on time. There are always last-minute issues, staff in place. And then you open the doors, and there's this beautiful new offering For your customers uh, that they love and enjoy, there's another point tied to that. Yeah, Uh, it's the thing of creating those environments that customers would like to be in. uh, Yeah, a joy to be in. A joy to be in. I always tell the story of um, uh, we were opening a shop in Venda, and uh, you know, hot Venda morning, six o'clock in the morning, we had a queue starting. Yes. And by seven, the queue was a kilometer long and you know how people, there's some bring their own wheelbarrows and, mm-hmm. you know, and of course customer service has never been a big thing so people don't expect it. But we opened the shop early. It wasn't quite ready but I said guys, we can't leave everybody standing outside and it was busy. And then later on there was this one customer and she had a basket with a margarine milk and Bread in it, so obviously not a lot of money. And I said to her, Ma'am, do you enjoy shopping with us? Yeah. And she said, You know what? I don't know what it is, but it feels so good to be in here.
1: Oh. Now,
0: isn't that what we should be doing? Yes. And how wonderful was that for me to hear? Yes. Because then I know we've done our job well. Yes, absolutely. So, so, um, Yes, there's there's plenty. I mean, it it really offers a lot. We must just package it correctly yes. and make young people interested in mm. it and pay them decently. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it makes, it's the pay. Yeah. It's the pay. <laughs> pay them decently. You know, we mm. might have to cut a little bit off the top end yes. because we want to, and our shareholders might be st- a tad disappointed for a short while, Yeah, but it is a... Very good long term decision. Yes, it's more sustainable in the long term. Absolutely. And you will find that a couple of years from now, mm. the shareholders will be more than happy. Mm. You know, but we can also in, a, in a, on a continent like Africa, we have to move away from the fact that we only satisfy the shareholders mm. you know it 's a lot about a lot more than that it 's about creating the meaningful employment on mm. our continent, transferring the knowledge and the skills on our continent to have thriving young you know young communities
1: yes developing them so Prof, what I was thinking about is obviously you you won 't be able to recall everything, but if you reflect on your career. What kind of skills would you say you've developed and what kind of knowledge when you started out as you moved through? Because I think it's important to get the message out there so that people get a sense of what are all the skills you acquire when you work in retail.
0: Well, firstly, I think the most important skill I required is, and I know people use this often, it's become a cliche, but it's very important, is Mm. working with people. Okay. And I think understanding Mm. how to bring, inspire and motivate and and create a team, an efficient, motivated team mm-hmm. that would like to do the work, yes. because remember in retail you lost the people don 't want to work with you, so your leadership have to be as such mm-hmm. you can't have dictatorial ego type and and there are a lot of them still, but you know that's not the point the answer you 've got to get people to want to do with you because mm. it is a demanding environment as i say we can make it better so that one but then of course it's also financial skills you know you cannot run a retail business without understanding income statements mm. uh, you know there there's got to be there's a, a, a sales and then there's A gross margin that's got to be decent enough to cover expenses, and then you need a net margin. Mm. So, you know, that, that you have to understand. You have to plan your stock holdings. You've got to know how long it's going to be there. You've got to order just right to be able to sell at the right time so that you don't have months' worth of stock in your warehouses because you certainly won't make a profit at the end of the day. So that whole financial side is a skill that I think is very important to have Mm -hmm. and that you certainly get in retail. eh? Marketing, selling, Mm -hmm. you know, what do we put where, how do we display it, how would the customer like to buy it, what do we combine, you know, do we put different products together, how do the categories work all those sort of things. So about the merchandising, mm-hmm. which is incredibly exciting. I've always enjoyed that so much. It's walking into that shop and it looks so beautiful, mm. and it says "buy." Yes. <laughs> you know, you know those that you walk into Absolutely. and you can't resist. You just <laughs> buy. <Yes. laughs> so that's another skill, mm. and 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 so many more. But I think those are very important skills if you you know to consider and for especially Mm. for somebody starting out in their career.
1: And I mean, I think the idea that I get, and this is um, uh, reflecting back on a conversation that you and I have had in the past, is that retail has the ability to furnish you with a lot of skills to empower you to start your own business. Because it's the selling, it's the financial, it's the buying, it's the creative aspect of the merchandising. Yeah, it just seems like it's the ultimate training ground
0: for a good entrepreneur. Absolutely, the most important. And if you have mastered retail, mm. you can open your own business easily. Mm. It gives you all the skills you need for that. Yes, all the skills. So it is because you know the other thing about retail is also location. Where do we put a store? Absolutely. You know where will it work? What do we look for in a site? Mm. All those sort of things. And that's very important, firstly, for your business. And then how do we stock it? What do we stock it with? And then how do we treat our customers? And how do we make it happy? And importantly, how do we differentiate ourselves from the other guys that are doing the same thing? Mm. Adding that magic ingredient that's going to make customers say they're faced with four of the same. They say, I'm going to go to that one. Mm. And then creating that personal experience within the business. So, yeah, it's um, most definitely, if you've been through retail, mm. very, very good training ground for starting your own business. And we see it often. Eh? Yeah. We've also seen uh, corporate retail people yeah. move very easily into retail franchising eh? mm-hmm. and then owning their own retail franchise stores and doing exceptionally well in that. Yeah. And that comes from the knowledge they've gained. Mm, Fantastic. Prof, I have a question for you. Um, With the developments of the fourth industrial revolution and technology becoming more prominent in retail, how does that impact an informal uh, retailer and the informal sector? Yes, very good question. And we're all a little bit scared of this happening and eh, in the, in the thing because we say we've got 70% of our people unemployed of our youth and mm-hmm. now you're bringing in all of this that's going to create even more unemployment. But remember, fundamentally, as human beings, we like shopping mm-hmm. and we like interacting. Even the hunter-gatherers, mm. it was about a shopping experience. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's in our nature. So we like that interaction, and especially, and I'm taking a long road, but you'll understand, especially on the African continent, we do what I call social shopping. eh? So if you see the markets in Lagos or in Nairobi, for that matter, or wherever it might be, or in our rural areas, we go there to spend time, to interact, to have the conversation, to see and feel the merchandise. Mm. And we're not going to lose that overnight. We are probably going to make the system more efficient and, of course, bring in different methods. But at the end of the day, our people are still going to want to shop from other people. And that makes the informal settlement so important. Because remember, we learn enormous lessons as big retailers from the informal settlement. What do they do right? Mm. Personal they know you. They most often greet you by name. When the product comes in, whether it's the spaza shop or the guy in the market, he says, you know what, we got the product in that you've been looking for. It's in, you can come and get it. When you walk in, he knows you. He knows what you want or she knows what you want. So it is from a customer point of view very, very, very important they they gave us them they do it very well, and we learn from that. we don't always acknowledge it, mm. so there will always be the space, I think, but we have to be careful on the other hand, not just with the the industrial stuff, but we have to be careful. That as the big operators, we don't obliterate the small guys. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always space for them to be. There's always space for a symbiotic relationship. And we, and we shouldn't, when we should be aware of it so that we ensure that they also have opportunities. But I think from a, the technology point of view, from what's coming, it could actually create a better space for them if we allow them. And if we make the conscious decision that we are going to make space for the informal market and sector, and we're going to allow them to thrive as well. Again, coming back to our African economy, the bigger economy, very important people. eh? Sixty-odd percent of retail on the continent is still informal. Mm. So we can make life better for them through technology and creating more opportunities, but we've got to leave that personal Small type of shopping, and then if you look at it, the world is moving to small again eh? Mm. Wherever you are now people want something smaller. They want something more intimate. Mm. They want something more personal So yeah, we need to celebrate them and make sure they survive well great My question is in terms of young people
1: wanting to come into the retail space Mm. How can we
0: make retail a more long-term career for them? How can we make young people see retail as a more long-term career instead of a, I'm just starting out, this is just for now, and I'm going to move on to something better? Okay, so when I speak to young retailers often, or, or young people that are looking for work, and I suggest going to retail, I always get the following... I don't want to work those hours, Mm -hmm. and they pay nothing. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of work to do because it's not necessarily true. We know there are these pay options at certain levels, but many of the positions in retail pay exceptionally well. So we need to, as I say, as retailers, we need to balance it out more, but we need to also sell it properly. We need to tell the story better. Because we only, and as I, you know, we only say, talk about the long hours. We only talk about the bad things. We don't highlight what is so good about it. The fact that come and join us and you will learn everything about business. Mm. Come and join us. You can become a buyer, a marketer, a HR person. You can be many, many things in this profession. There are so many opportunities in it. So come and join us. This is what you can get. Mm. Come and join us and get all these business skills, which you won't get elsewhere. Yeah. And the excitement of store openings, of merchandise, of promotions, of selling to people, of sales, you know, of seeing record turnovers, all those things that you don't get in many other industries. Yeah. Come and do it with us. But we tend to just concentrate on the negatives. Yeah. And, and we need to change the narrative. Eh? I yeah. think it's exceptionally important. So that young people get excited about it. And then we need to also change the way we do things. We have technology mm. at our foot. We have all the what we've discussed. We We have so much to make it a more efficient and friendly environment so that you don't have to be there 12 hours a day. Yes. I remember once somebody said to me, we must give that guy a bonus. I said, why? I haven't seen much. No, but he's here every morning at 6 and he goes home every night at 8. What he does, nobody knows, but mm. we see him. That we need to change. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of really old school thing. Yes. And there is no need for it. Yes. So, um, And to make it more exciting for our young mm. people. Yes, um, another one on my end, would we say, um, I wouldn't necessarily say deliberately create a space where they're not capacitating staff because they do not want the growth, but rather if we capacitate our staff, um, let's say a, a teller in becoming a buyer and so forth, does that not create some sort of threat to the retailer in the sense that we're going to lose our lower level staff? Indeed. Mm. And and what a lovely point. Thank you. Uh, it's very close to my heart. Firstly, we, we need to always be looking at the lower end to find potential to promote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we have so many talented people there. Because particularly in our country, the reason that you're a teller is not necessarily because you can't be anything else. But that was the job you can get. Or the the merchandiser, that is what was available when you wanted a job and you needed a job. So we sit with this pool of talent that we should identify, inspire and grow. And I would love to see the teller become the buyer or Mm. the teller become the regional manager. That's the thing we need to see. But then, as you say so rightly, the added problem is, yeah, but we've got our tellers here now. We've trained them all. We've spent so much money on them. Let's keep them there. Mm. And that mentality we have to change. Mm. Eh? That we have to change. And that we can only do by constantly talking and highlighting the benefits of growing your people from within. Eh? Mm. And, and the benefit not only to the business, but the benefit to the greater African society which is so important. And you see what happens here. Now retail becomes that major player in upliftment and empowerment that it should really be. Yes. What can we do with supermarkets? We can uplift, we can empower, we can skill, we can change communities with retail. Mm if we do it properly mm-hmm. so lovely point there and it's i i it's it's one of my as i say very close to my heart because we need to be continuously sifting through everybody in yes. our organization and say who is the next ceo that's sitting here mm.
1: and it really is a culture and a mindset shift that needs to take place in retail yeah, to get people to that point, I was making <laughs> some notes <laughs> of all their um, insights. And I must be honest, my list is so long, <laughs> so I'm not even going to make a summary for us. I think from my side, we've just really learned a lot, Prof, um, from you. There's touches on the informal sector. There's about the, the importance of inclusiveness, how exciting retail can be in terms of training you to and empowering you to run a business one day. So, really, really lots of stuff. And I appreciate your time so much. So, thank you very much for a great and interesting discussion. Then, to our listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in and do look out for more wholesale and retail chair podcasts where we bring you discussions about everything retail. Thanks. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.